Hello and welcome to Gleeblorp's Zibzab. I'm your host, Gleeblorp, and uh, always with me is my co-host, Zibzab the Relentless. What's up, Zibzab? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great today. I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. Um, I've been looking forward to doing a show all week. Oh, yeah. That's what, you know, and, and for us on Pluto, a week is 30 years. So easiest podcasting job in the whole freaking nebula because we don't have to do one that often okay um okay so there's this thing in hollywood that happens um hollywood i I guess it's more tv production um where you know when you you count down you usually count down from five and they go in five four and then instead of saying three two one you, you know you put up three fingers you put up two fingers and then you you put up one finger and then on the zero you just point at the screen and i'm on a delay so i don't know the actual time metrics or how you know kevin saw it but uh the, the thing ended uh, the screaming cowboy bit ended and um i started counting down like that with my fingers three two one and right as i pointed that's right exactly for me when the theme song started and i was so excited about that i was really happy i was that intentional or was that just a coincidence let us into the process kevin i mean that, that's roughly what i'm aiming for but the, your timing was just impeccable i think I, i'm gonna credit you for that not me all right well we've done it again that's our show folks thanks for stopping by that's what we say at the end of the show right thanks for stopping by i think so yeah every every week that's exactly what you say should we have i don't know you know i I have this urge apparently to fill the entire show with musical stings and cues because you know then we don't actually have to talk but what if i was just thinking that what if we had like kind of snl music you know the end end kind of music so you know after after uh the sonic drop hits and we're like all right that's the show then it's just you know snl music till the end i don't know something about that music just seems kind of like a funny way to like uh be talking as the show ends or something i don't know it was probably too much i i think we might i might even have something that's sort of like that i'll, I'll find that for next week for you <laughs> okay cool. and i'll just start making it like kind of like like the emmys just if you keep talking too long i'll just make it louder and louder and louder until we can't hear you right that's what i was thinking is that yeah it gets it gets yeah uh can you turn us down do you, you don't really have like a mixing board really do you not really i can just mute you though yeah it's not <laughs> <laughs> i could i could get close yeah okay well we're, we're figuring it out we're figuring it out so what's up guys obviously it's good to see you glad you made it you know i know the tickets are expensive in this economy but it's good to see you all here um boy howdy do i not really have anything to talk about i don't know man i don't even know how we're gonna make it um we made it what eight-ish minutes so far so that's a good start because i haven't even really said anything but um boy howdy four it's, it's, it's been four minutes okay four minutes um even better not not actually but man i don't know man we've been having these nice guests you know and i got kind of used to it it's like oh it's nice talking to guests you know but then we, I was we can like, book more guests I, I'm yeah, up we're that. gonna have to because I don't think I can do this too many more times I mean I could I don't know it'll just suck it'll be bad well you know who'd be a great guest to... 
Jeff Davis. Yeah. We should get we should get Jeff on the show sometime. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty busy. Uh, but you know, I'm sure it's doable. And it sounds like my roommate just left the house. So now I can start talking about what I really wanted to talk about, which is Cali, you guys. No, this this is a complaint about me. This is not a complaint about Cali, it's a complaint about me. I'm too sensitive and it's a problem. I got to like not be around other people because it's probably or better yet grow i could grow as a person <laughs> become less sensitive that could be good but i don't know kelly has sensitive smell a sensitive sense of smell and um anytime i cook literally anything um she like throws all the fans on in the house <laughs> and is like can you put the fan on it's like I microwaved a meatball. It's like Jesus Christ. And I don't know. I always take it personally. But I think like this is not it's not her fault. It's fine. It's fine to have a sensitive sense of smell, whatever. Um, am I hoping she gets COVID and loses her sense of smell? No, that would be horrible. I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody. Um, but it would be convenient, wouldn't it, Kevin? I mean, it, it would solve a problem for you. I, I, <laughs> was- I can totally see the appeal to you. Yeah yeah it's all a problem for me for sure but um yeah the thing is like it's but it's just i take it as a personal offense which is that's the problem you know it's like it's not a personal offense it's uh it's someone else's what do you call it uh need uh, there's a thing that's like it's it's used it's like accessibility kind of language oh uh, accommodation it's someone else's accommodation it has nothing to do with me anything I'm doing, you know, it's about, about getting an accommodation, but the, the problem, the problem arises where we have this fan in our, uh, hallway, the, the whole house is basically an H shape kind of where there's a hallway that bisects. That's like the middle of the H. And then there's the kind of two main rooms and the, the fan is in the hallway. And, um, unlike the other fans in the house this one just sounds awful and is really loud and so she turns on that fan and here's the thing about me i also need an accommodation but i am not as skilled at uh requesting or asserting for one you know um i have a hard time with sounds um apparently i don't know if you've a lot of people don't know about this don't know it's a thing i didn't know about it until i was talking to this girl and she was talking about this thing that she had called APD auditory processing disorder, which uh, makes it hard to tune out sounds and kind of like, you can't really focus on a sound. You just, you kind of hear everything all at once. And so it, it makes it, it makes it hard to tune in on anything because a sound that's like down the hall, quiet or whatever, sounds just as loud as someone talking to you in the same room. Like I would work at borders and I would be helping a customer and they'd be talking and I like literally couldn't hear them because I can hear like someone like three aisles down uh, having a, a normal volume conversation. And for whatever reason, that just like, it sounds the exact same like level to me and I can't like, and it's not like, it, I can I can hear all of them at once, but then my brain's like interpreting all of them at once. It's like I'm listening. It's like two people are talking directly to me as opposed to just like one person and then background noise, which is what how most people process auditory <laughs> audio. Um, so so when Callie to accommodate her her sense of smell, which again is reasonable, turns on a fan, this then like attack like it <laughs> it makes me feel bad because. 
now i'm hearing this fucking fan that i don't want to hear um and it's it's really annoying and it's hard to deal with and so i i, I but you know i turn on uh noise canceling headphones and listen to podcasts like you know i i turn on uh what i've been doing is uh, i found out that you can you can find this stuff kevin called brown noise which is not it's not the brown sound from like south park or whatever it doesn't make you shit, at least not yet um but it's it's like white noise that's better at tuning out kind of background noise and that's actually not enough but what i do do is do do <laughs> that's the kind of comedy you could appreciate here but what i do is um i put that on at like say 40 percent, and then at more like 70 percent, i put actual music on and the if i was listening to either one on their own i wouldn't i would still be able to hear you know the other stuff but you know uh, together i can't hear anything or not really it's it's finally tune outable i i actually can still hear <laughs> even with that um but but yeah so it's a lot better but you know that's me like non-destructively accommodating without having to like ask or, or do anything to any, anything else and like simultaneously a person who is smelling stuff all the time could plug their nose in a similar way you know so it's like it's like my accommodations don't usually go up to the level of you know asking her to accommodate me which i think i could and i don't think she'd necessarily be mad at but you know that's that's kind of that's kind of how i tend to go about things it's like how can i solve this problem for myself without bothering anyone else whereas um her things like i'm just gonna do this or ask you to do this yeah and, i'm I'm yeah. the same way where like I I discovered recently like if you want to like cause my brain to just completely shut down have a phone call next to me on speakerphone at like half volume where like yeah. I can't really understand what the other person is saying so like all of my brain power goes to trying to figure out this like kind of you know talking where I can't really understand anything broken up every so often by the person next to me talking you know so like my brain just keeps getting thrown into a conversation that i'm only hearing half of and then the other half my whole brain is just trying to process what are these words because i can't understand anything like i can't i don't know why but i cannot focus on a single other thing until they're off the phone is that yeah. similar to what you're talking about yeah more or less yeah it's just like it, yeah and i don't know when i was younger i just thought it was like me being kind of nosy or gossipy or something where it's like oh if someone's talking over there it's like oh what's the juicy but it's like it no it's not it just is happening and i can't tune it out i can't think you know it's even like it's even to the point where i i'm a depressed person you know i'm anxious i have a lot of negative self-talk and thoughts and so like one of the ways to overwhelm my inner monologue is by having multiple sounds at once because if it's like if i get three channels of my brain occupied suddenly i can't think about how much I hate myself or something, you know, so it, typically how I do that is by turning on some form of music and having the TV on and then also playing some form of video game with its own sound. So it's like I'm focusing on the video game with my active brain. I'm picking up the TV and glancing over there occasionally and then over the top of everything is just music, you know, and that that can kind of calm me down. So that's like that can be a good a good way you know that's actually why i started listening to podcasts is because you know it's you can tune out a podcast uh, especially depending on like your headphones and stuff 
like i don't know i i, I actually I, I i can't like sometimes my brain wanders when i'm just listening to headphone podcasts but if i'm in my car that's why i drive around so much is because like in my car it like it overtakes anything you know it's loud enough where it's like it, it talks over my my brain and um and so like i started listening to podcasts because it was just a way to get the voice out of my head like a way to stop like having these negative thoughts because music wouldn't do it like i'd listen to music and i'd still just be like oh this music kicks ass and you're a piece of shit aren't you (laughs) you know um but but yeah i don't know it's it's just yeah i just i've been trying to eat at home more and buy groceries and not eat out as much and cook but then it's just like i get I just like I said, I'm too sensitive. I get frustrated, and it's like, but I'm just trying to cook. I'm just trying to eat eat my thing, you know. And it's it doesn't. I don't know. And it's, I guess I have a cat, and you know, she shits and vomits and stuff. So maybe it's part. You know, that's part of it is that I'm just used to like, yeah. In life, there are smells, and they're not all pleasant. And you know, it's fine. I don't know. I don't have know. you had a roommate before? yeah my roommate my last roommate was jackson um stewart i think that's his name yeah and um he was he we were he didn't cook like um i didn't really cook either because the kitchen fucking sucked shit um there's like no room to do anything um but we 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 kind of just stayed out of each other's way um i i didn't actually it was a one bedroom and i didn't have a room so i had kind of like about a third of the kind of living space and then i kind of had this cabinet and a computer station and a bookshelf that kind of not formed a complete wall but formed kind of like a cubicle style barrier and then on the other side of that was like the living room with the couch and the coffee table and the tv and so he would be over there all the time um but we would kind of just be separate you know he would uh he would just be playing video games or watching a movie and stuff and uh one of his favorite activities was to be in his bedroom talking on the phone about producer stuff because i think he's like a producer like a movie producer um so you know he'd be like ah, i don't you know guy we gotta get these fucking trucks or something he, like, it was, like i don't remember but it was always it always seemed really interesting stuff you know uh producers are such this mysterious thing in hollywood because they do so many different kind of varying tasks in in a way and the title is kind of nebulous but yeah for whatever reason he was just off and out of the house and when he was around i was off and out of the house and we kind of just you know didn't didn't uh run into each other very much but uh yeah callie stays home most of the time um and you know she doesn't have a car so like she doesn't drive anywhere if she needs a ride somewhere she usually asks someone for a ride so you know she lives most of her life in her house and she gets deliveries and stuff so you know she's just always here and then she's just like she basically lives in the living room um she uses the living room a lot and she's very loud she's a loud person I don't know if you know this I don't know if she's loud on the podcast I do know she's loud on the podcast I can hear her through the walls um but it's not <laughs> it's hard to it's like the noise is like so tough to me but it's like and again that's unreasonable I'm not gonna go say like hey can you not be a loud person like because it's fine I think it's fine to be a loud person in your own house you know it's fine um but it really it really grates on me it's hard but again like I said I accommodate myself 
And I have the privilege of having a car and having money to afford gas and stuff. So, you know, and whenever I get frustrated, I just leave the house, you know, because it's like, now I don't have to deal with this. And that's, you know, it's great. It's great when I'm not at home. <laughs> I love not being in my house. And I love cooking. Um, those are the two things I love. I've been, um, yeah, like I said, I've been trying to cook. I don't know. It's been a while. I didn't really buy a lot of meat, you know, um, when I was out, when I've been living on my own, we had meat at home and I would cook with meat, you know, raw meat and stuff relatively regularly, but I've been really out of practice. So I'm, I'm buying chicken and I'm buying like ground beef and stuff and trying to like get back up and knowing how to just kind of improvise cooking random shit, you know, and it's been a lot of fun. I got a cast iron pan. I made some chicken. I uh, made Alfredo sauce. Oh man. You ever make Alfredo sauce, Kevin? I have. It's one of my favorite things to make. Yeah yeah i i i don't know i, I was kind of like i improvise like i look at recipes but then if i'm improvising i don't like actively look up recipes and so i was kind of just messing around i uh i i cooked some some mushrooms no i guess in this dish i didn't i cooked garlic and um you know onions to kind of soften them and then without taking those out i just kind of threw on um you know a roux to make to make an alfredo sauce and maybe it's not alfredo if it's a roux i don't fucking know but i i made a root and boy I, I used way too much flour and it just started forming this like sticky like pancake dough <laughs> kind of in the pan and I was like oh no this is not not what you want so I threw in a bunch of milk and I was throwing in water and then it just looked like pancake dough in water you know and I was like this is ruined this is so fucked but I eventually got it to uh, a nice consistency but then I ended up having like four or five times as much sauce as I thought I would have and I was like Ugh, now I gotta use this up so I kept I've been making a lot of pasta lately to use up this alfredo sauce um but it was good it actually came out pretty well I was I was impressed because when I was looking at that like massive dough in the pan, I was like, this is, I'm, I'm going to have to throw this out. This is completely fucked. But yeah, I don't know. I've, uh, I've been trying to make black bean. I've been trying to eat black bean burgers because they're cheap. You know, meat's so expensive nowadays. Um, I'm sure there's cheaper ways to get meat. Um, but you know, the, when I get them at the store, it's like, it's fucking, it's, it's expensive or it seems expensive. I don't know. Um, and then like black meat or black, black bean burgers, like from Morningstar or cheaper, maybe they're not, but they seem cheaper. And so I've been like cooking those and trying to make food out of those. What I figured out, Kevin, is I've been making hummus. I talked about making hummus, right? um and it's good hummus is good you should make your own hummus i've talked about this before it's easy to make it's really good um it's better than any hummus i bought at stores it's better than hummus i get at restaurants it's good and you know if you make it for yourself you can kind of make it the way you like it so it's like it's right for your taste buds and stuff but um what i've been doing is i heat up tortillas and i put a little bit of hummus on there and then i cut up i cut one of these black bean patties in half I just microwave it and but in half it fits perfectly into like one of these street taco tortillas <laughs> and so it's like hummus and a black bean patty and um and a tortilla it's really fucking good and it's uh it's not a lot of calories but when you eat like four or five it is you know it starts adding up but i've been just trying to make tacos i'm grilling chicken and stuff well not grilling i don't know pan pan cooking i don't know i don't know what you call it i gotta get steak and figure out how to make steaks do some searing and stuff. I don't know. You have an air fryer, Kevin? I do. I use it a lot. Yes. What, what, what's your me. favorite air fryer thing? 
I don't have an air fryer. I don't. Uh, the another problem I have is that there's not a lot of space in the kitchen. One of these days, I'm gonna actually take this fucking laptop and I'll show you guys <laughs> the kitchen. Um, it'll be quite the escalation in my war. Um, but there's not a lot of space in the kitchen because it's entirely full of like Kelly stuff, and I cannot fit a air fryer. But I do have an instant pot that I that she managed to make space for that's the thing is that when I bring stuff up she usually tries to help I'm just a coward and I can't uh bring up any of my issues because I'm a piece of shit who is taught by passive aggressive parents to be passive aggressive until I uh implode and cry um but so they make this air fryer hood for um for the instant pot that like converts it into an air fryer so I've been thinking about getting that because I think I could just fit that on top of the uh, air fryer and not take up a lot of extra space. But boy, you know what makes smells is an air fryer. Not as much as an actual deep fat fryer, though. You know, like I, I think that the niche that an uh, air fryer fits is like if you want food at home that tastes like fast food, an air fryer is the best way to do it. You can take the cheapest frozen French fries or taquitos or any frozen food and microwave it until it's thawed and then throw it in the air fryer. And you'd swear you got it from like a, a good fast food place. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. Like, I don't buy a lot of foods like that, but I've just seen like, there's just a lot of different things you can do with it. Like you can air fry pepperonis. You can air fry little cubes of tofu to kind of get them a nice toasty crisp. You can air fry hot wings to make, you know, wings. Um, you can, you can really do a lot with an air fryer. Um, and then not to mention if you just buy like frozen oven fries or whatever, those are great in the air fryer. It's all stuff that I don't typically buy but um i'm really excited about the opportunity opportunity to do it with other stuff but i just want to circle back to yeah it's it's less smell than a deep fat fryer which is a lot like saying yeah a campfire has a lot of smoke but you know what has more smoke is a house fire it's like yeah no they're like <laughs> it's like orders of magnitude different but uh you do you know. have like a porch or a patio or something no, I do not. I've been thinking about trying to, I would, I'm not thinking about, I've been kind of gaming out what it would be like if I had like a little, little, little like barbecue, like, you know, like, like, like this big, uh, what am I I'm, uh, to the audience? Uh, this is about 18 inches in my hand. You know, you can get these little squat charcoal grills, um, you know, and then I was like, <sighs> Where'd I even do that? Like I'd have to do it in the fucking sidewalk. Like, and then I'm sure I'd get arrested or something. But yeah, I, I've been, I, I don't grill too much. My dad had a grill, but even then we didn't use it that much. But you know, grilling, you really get a lot of good texture on meat and stuff. And um, my friend had a grill for a while and it was good to to grill stuff. We made grilled spam, fucking grilled spam's the best. I wonder if you can air fry spam. I'm sure you can. I gotta do that. All you right, I think I'm sold on this to. idea. Yeah, I think I'm going to get an air fryer hood and air fry spam. That sounds really good. Man, spam is so good, but you got to cook the shit out of it. But okay, so talk me through all the stuff that you've made in your air fryer. Every single thing. I mean, the most common thing is like when me and Arrow get hungry at like two in the morning, I'll just throw together like kind of an assortment. Like a, like if you get like the appetizer assortment at a bar a sampler platter yeah uh, like i'll just throw some french fries in some taquitos some little like pizza rolls um 
you know, just anything like that I can find frozen in a bag. You know, I've even done burritos. I've done, you know, just anything from the freezer. You thaw it a little bit in the microwave, throw it in the air fryer, and it just tastes like like home cooking from from the bar, you know? Yeah. At the home bar. Yeah, yeah. No. So that's yeah, you're just doing more frozen stuff then. You're not really integrating it into real recipes and stuff. No. Um you know, I, I also have like a real deep fat fryer. And if I'm actually trying to do something that requires a little bit more crispness or, you know, a real meal or something, I'll use that instead. The The disadvantage of the like the real fryer is just it takes half an hour to warm up. And, you know, if you're wanting a quick snack, that's, that's way too long. And also the oil. How are you disposing of the oil? So the one I have has this little thing where you turn a knob and it drains it into this storage thing and filters it as it's draining it. It waits for it to cool off, opens up a valve, runs it through a filter and puts it into this little storage thing. And then next time you want to cook with it, you just dump it back into the fryer and use it again until you can't use it anymore. Yeah. So it, that works pretty well. You know, you can probably reuse the same oil five, 10 times before you start to taste the last few things you cooked. And then what do you do? Do you throw it out? Like, because you're not supposed to just throw it down the sink, right? Like, what do you do? You put it in the trash? Yeah, I I live in the middle of nowhere, so we have a septic system here. So yeah, dumping it down the drain would be pretty bad. Um, mm. I just throw it back into like a gallon jug and then throw it away. I'm sure there's when something a- better you could do with it. Someone's someone should like write into us and tell us what to do with old oil because I I don't know. I mean, you can yeah. use it as diesel fuel if you filter it and things <laughs> like that. But I'm talking more culinary. I'm sure there's something you can do with old oil, but right now, no. Yeah, I saw online there's this powder that they make that'll seize up oil and turn it into like a more of a like a jello or like a harder texture, which, you know, grease usually solidifies on its own, but oil itself is like liquid at room temp, so it doesn't. But this powder, it turns it into like more of a chunk, and then you can just put that in the trash. I mean, obviously, that's not a culinary use or anything, but one time I made chicken karage at the house and... I mean, that really did smell up the house for like a day and a half. And, you know, again, I don't mind because it's just, yeah, it just smells like food. You know, it's food. It's not not like it smells like shit. Yeah, like oh, uh, yeah. one of the things I recently made was like fish and chips. And it smelled like fish in our kitchen for a week afterwards. It was good, but I don't I'm tired of smelling fish after the first day. Yeah, fish is not a great smell. But fish I get. I don't know. It's it's all the thing is it's all reasonable. It's just I'm sensitive. I'm a little bitch baby. We gotta we gotta we gotta deal with it. I gotta you know it could be a podcast. <laughs> Here's a podcast is that I take a recorder to a therapy session. <laughs> I think that's probably fine, right? <laughs> I, I think so. I was gonna say maybe a, a future episode, you and Callie should come on the show together and we have a therapist come on and help you to work out your you know your your living situation live. Yeah, for sure. Because if there was a therapist, I could actually just talk about the stuff. I wouldn't because part of the problem is I don't know when to approach it or I'm not feeling up to it. You know, it's like, okay, so Callie is playing Final Fantasy 14. I'm going to walk up to her and say, Hey Callie. I've been having this problem. Do you want to work through it right now? You know, it's like, it's hard to pick a moment, you know, which again, is not on her. It's on me. Um, but is it but easier yeah. for you if you like write it down and just send her an email or something? That would be easier, but I also feel like I don't want to do that. Like I'm, I'm less interested in doing that, you know? 
Does it not scratch an itch to like, you know, resolve an issue that way or? No, I don't know. That just, when I think of that, that seems more scary. It seems more confrontational and negative to me uh, or like passive aggressive, maybe. Um, I feel like if you went to her though and said, Hey, Callie, like I have trouble bringing up my issues with you and they kind of fester and they build up over time. I don't want that kind of relationship with you. Would it be okay if when I had an issue, I emailed you? I don't mean it to be like this massive confrontation. I just don't like the face-to-face thing. I think that would maybe help. Yeah, but if I could do that, then I wouldn't have to in the first place. True, true. Yeah. Well, you know, we might not have a, a counselor, but we do have the freaking scary doctor in the house isn't that right kevin don't isn't there a scary doctor online too <sighs> oh uh i'm here to help you with your issues uh, well i just i i i just have this dark hallway you know something from detroit i can't understand you all right okay that was a bad idea it was it was a good it was a good attempt i will i will say it was a good attempt because it was my idea um so yeah i did a great job on that um we got to work out some of the kinks but you know this is we're learning um but you know it's not just it's not just a scary doctor in the house we also have a robot online too uh we got we got uh laughbot 2000 the comedy robot laughbot are you here wow you can hear me can you guys hear that it, it's crisp it's not letting it through because it doesn't think it's talking i don't i don't think we can do it it can it, i'm hearing my voice pumped through the robot like that's not intentional behavior right no i don't think so Okay. Yeah, we'll, I was we'll hearing shoot this and come back to it. Well, yeah. Well, next week we'll have Laughbot. Right. We don't have Laughbot. He's not working. He's he's malfunctioning. He freaking he freaking downloaded a virus. Remember when that was funny? Um, and we don't have the scary doctor. But you know, it, we this has been a lot of fun. But we do actually have another guest. <laughs> I can't remember the other effects on the. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't. Uh, yeah. Next week, I'll, I'll have a way of making it. Yeah, I use this thing called Crisp that like filters out all the background noise and anything that doesn't sound like speech so that I can have my air conditioner going and, you know, people being loud outside and things like that. But it's incorrectly determining that the robot voice is not a human, so it's not letting you hear it. Well, it is correctly determining that. Like, it's not a human. It's fucking, it's laugh, laugh 2000 or whatever the fuck we said who cares this sucks um so kevin when you were a kid did you have any dreams or aspirations <laughs> i really wanted to be an astronaut up until nice. i realized the amount of like physical work there was into that and then i totally lost uh you know i saw the movie did you ever watch the movie space camp no what's what was it about so it was about so there is a real at least there was a real thing called space camp where kids could go to nasa and learn kind of over the summer to be astronauts you know it was not real but like you learned like you sat in a space shuttle and you went through some of the training and you met astronauts and things like that so yeah you could win you could win a trip to that from like nickelodeon game shows a lot of time that was like the grand prize yes so that's how i heard about it so the the movie kind of takes the 
weird premise of like, okay, so they need to do like this engine test, a real engine test of the space shuttle on the pad where they lit, they lit the engines up, but they just didn't actually let, let the space shuttle go. And they thought, Hey, what, what would be funnier if we put the kids from space camp in the shuttle while we were doing this test and oops, accidentally the space shuttle launches. And sure. so the, this space shuttle full of, children are up in space and the NASA has to like teach them how to get them back down again. To me, this was the coolest movie ever. Like I watched space camp probably a hundred times because I, I so badly wanted that to happen. And yeah. Yeah. So that, that was my, my first real dream was to be a, an astronaut. Yeah. I'm just, that's another one of these movies that when I'm hearing about it, I'm learning, Oh, this is yet another movie that formed the plot of, untold numbers of cartoon show episodes you know there's like uh i'm sure there's a scooby-doo that i think was about that there was certainly you know the spongebob episode where sandy's building a, a rocket ship and then square spongebob and patrick get into it but you know it's all over the place in cartoons and anytime there's like one of those tropes that's repeated and repeated and repeated in cartoons it always turns out oh that was some fucking movie and it was just being copied a million times or you know if not a movie shakespeare or something you know but that's interesting so when did you stop when did the dream die um when i dug a little bit more into it and like was trying to convince my parents hey send me to space camp because i was crossing my fingers that the same accident would happen to me they were <laughs> like you know if you actually space camp is one thing but if you actually want to become an astronaut like it's grueling like you have to be physically fit you have to go through you know pretty much they're almost all in the air force so you'd have to join the air force if you wanted to go do this and i very quickly realized that was not for me i'm i was the scrawniest skinniest little kid you've ever imagined um you know i weighed like under 100 pounds in high school i was tiny tiny and i, so I just was it high that. school age when that happened no this was younger than that even okay. like this was like junior high age you know and then also too in junior high we had an astronaut come to school uh to, to like give us this talk about you know follow your dreams and nothing just vague encouragement and i randomly got picked to be the one like to show him around school and help him with his presentation and everything and i like just harass this poor guy so much and he also convinced me too that i was probably not right for it but that was that was my dream did did, did you have any kind of dreams like this yeah uh but just real quickly i don't know you know you know what's funny is to uh podcast and then tell stories you heard on other podcasts that are other people's stories but apparently griffin newman of blank check he had a time where he was at um space camp and he was also a really light boy um really underweight and um there's this like climbing thing or some sort of harness that you get into to like climb climb a rope to the ceiling i don't know it was a harness harness that like holds you up maybe it was like a zero g harness to keep you like floating or to be simulating moon gravity or something but it was rated for a higher weight than him and also apparently it was just not functional like there is a there is a malfunction with the system at some point and so he got in and it just shot him up to the ceiling like the winch where the top of this thing is and then because it was broken like it couldn't let you, you couldn't be let down so he had to kind of like in re in reverse like pull himself down because he was like so high up <laughs> there was like there's they couldn't get him they were they didn't have the tools to like access him so 
you know that's maybe that could have happened to you that could have been interesting um, that would have been my own space camp yeah uh, that, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i guess that is like space camp isn't it and then um i don't know in space camp did they do the apollo 13 thing where they lay out like a sock and a duct tape on the table and stuff no nothing like that they had this like smart robot that like told them what to do like i i don't know it, it was it was a crazy yeah, 80s dude. uh movie you know joaquin phoenix of course was it was the there was a it. robot in it yeah leah was it the star of it? star of it joaquin phoenix and leah thompson mm-hmm. and yeah wow man old movies were the fucking best that was before they like quote knew what they were doing and as a result like everything just like kicked ass or it was like a fantastic flop but it was like amazing on that level nowadays like everything is like so refined you know like this is a boring you know this is like kids these days and inflation and stuff but whatever it's it's weird it would be nice to uh have been able to work in the industry in those days where everything was just insane um but yeah no i my when i was a kid I wanted to be an inventor. Well, I think before I wanted to be an inventor, I wanted to be a quote, gene splicer quote, which has never really been a job. Um, but oh, a genetic engineer, that's what it was. But you know, now there's all this CRISPR stuff, and now it kind of is a little bit of job, but not in the way like that I imagine. Because I imagine like, oh, I want to crossbreed a dog and a cat with genetic engineering and make a freaking cat dog sort of thing like i wanted to make crazy like monster alien stuff using genetic engineering which is like you know a crazy sci-fi concept i don't even know what kind of probably just marvel or something you know like comic books i I don't know like where i got the idea that that could be a thing but then i wanted to be an inventor but there's not really a job that's an inventor you know you can be an entrepreneur with things that you've invented but it's not like no one's going to pay you to be an inventor. You're just like a guy in a garage, more or less, you know, there's, there's, I guess there's product designers and product developers, but I, I w- w- the dream died before I can like connect that those dots to the real world. And after that, I wanted to be a scientist. Um, wanted to be a scientist cause Bill Nye was a science guy and I wanted to be like him, like, and Bill Nye was awesome. He knew all the different science and stuff. And then at some point this, I found out way later, um, probably in like middle school, high school or something that you can't just be a scientist. You have to be like a specific field. And I just wanted to do all of it. Like, I, I still am like that. Like, I don't like the idea of specializing. I'd much rather just have like a holistic and learn like every discipline you can, you know, I really like, I really like, you know, having a wide, vast array of knowledge and the idea that's like, oh no, you're going to be a, uh, a chemical biolog, a chemical biologist, or an organic chemist, or you know, uh, uh, a material engineer, or something. It's like, well, that's not what I want. And then, especially, and then you start to learn that a lot of it's just like iterative testing and stuff. Like for a chemical engineer, you might just like run a program that's like it makes a robot arm squirt juice into a test tube like a million times, you know, and then like the computer says match detected and you're like, holy shit, you know, and it's like that just it's not, you know, like in Bill Nye, you would do the experiments, you know, I wanted to be doing experiments, hands on science and stuff. And it's, you know, there's a lot of research. There's a lot of I don't know. And so that it kind of I kind of fell off of that um the 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 most realistic thing i had was um 
for a while I was thinking about trying to write and be a writer of some sort because I, I always liked writing and I always thought I was good at it and people usually validated my writing in school you know like I don't know if those were my best grades but whenever we read stuff in class or whenever people would grade my stuff like it would everyone would seem super impressed for whatever reason one of my biggest accomplishments is we had this thing where we had to read a um we had to read a book by a foreign author like an author who's like in germany or something you know and then do a book report on it and i just didn't because it's like there wasn't a structure for picking the book so i never picked the book and then just i forgot about it and then it was like okay time to write your in school your in class essays about the book and i was like oh no and uh what i did was i outlined a book uh, I just made it up, you know, and, and wrote an outline, character, story, you know, problems and stuff. And then I just started writing the report based on that outline. And it's like, oh, yeah, this guy is, it's about the darkness. And that's why when he saw the candle and then the, then the, he saw the candle at midnight, then it was like, oh, my God, this is the hope. This is the hope. And this symbolizes my dreams, you know, <laughs> and so like i just completely bullshitted a book, completely bullshitted the book report or whatever. And uh, I got like one of the highest grades in the class and um it was awesome i kept i i don't have that essay anymore but i kept it for a long time because i was really proud of of being able to pull that off but you know then that that dream died when it's like and look at me now but that dream died when it's um when i was like well you're not just going to be hired to be a writer you have to like write a book sell the book do publicity for the book pick another book and then write that you know you're just uh, there's no there's no security like I just want to clock in and do a job you know and with security and not worry about selling myself and being an entrepreneur you know I don't really have the self-esteem to do it uh but again yeah that's that's where I am fucking now and now I have a fucking Patreon where I write it for my Patreon I'm like oh go to my Patreon um and it sucks I hate it and I don't promote it very much. I have a Patreon, you guys. I, I do D&D content. I um, also do food reviews. Uh, the food reviews go up on my YouTube. I've been making them public because if I just release them on Patreon, no one watches them. And I'd rather people watch them than keep them kind of Patreon exclusive. But if you like the food reviews, please support me on Patreon. I don't know. I want to do other stuff too. I'd like to do cooking content. But again i don't think it could happen in my kitchen just because it's a mess it's not that it's a mess there's just no functional space even if it was clean there wouldn't be good camera angles and stuff you know so but i i, I like cooking a lot I, I stream on twitch and i think it would be cool to like do cooking streams and stuff on twitch especially if i'm just doing random shit. like it would have been so funny to have like a stream of me making the fucking alfredo sauce <laughs> it's like jesus christ it looks like a fucking onion cookie in a pan like um but but yeah so but it just like yeah so i never wanted to get into writing because i was like well there's not anything even if you're like a columnist and stuff you kind of got to pull together enough columns per unit time to make a living even if you work like as a specific you know for a, a columnist for like a magazine or something magazines don't even fucking exist anymore but you know you would still have to make supplemental income by doing other stuff like doing bit articles you know and the going rates for articles fucking sucks. Like, I want to say it has been in the ballpark of a hundred. It probably used to be higher, but now with all this like Buzzfeed content and stuff, a lot of stuff it pays like twenty five dollars. And so, um, 
I don't know. I don't know if you guys look and you see articles that are written by the Hill and stuff, and it looks like someone just summarized two paragraphs of some other article, and then you scroll to the bottom, and it's like, yeah, no, this was taken from this real article from a real person that got real paid, and I just wrote seven sentences. And it's like, why is it going so poorly? It's like, yeah, because they paid $25 for that or something. And so the only way to make a living is like, I'm going to write 24 articles for three different sites. They're going to be the same thing and they're all going to be copied from other things. And that'll make, you know, $300, $600 or whatever the fuck. But, you know, look at me now. I'm working in Hollywood. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I would be doing a lot better if I was better at this entrepreneurial stuff and had self esteem. You know, in Hollywood, I don't know if you know about this, Kevin, but. You have to be kind of a sociopath. You have to be kind of crazy and uh, have unearned confidence to kind of get anywhere because people just respond to that. If you have unearned confidence, people just assume you know what you're doing and they don't have a good enough eye for detail to then like notice like, oh, no, this is bad. I, he, he seems so confident, but his work is actually bad. They'll just be like, I mean, this is fine. I don't know. Um, so like, but I don't have that. It's really annoying. Um, I wish I had that uh, uh, on some levels. I think I would be a worse person if I had that, but I'd probably be more successful. But like a lot of my problems writing comes from like a lack of my belief in myself or I'll write something and I'll be like, this sucks and I'll just put it away instead of trying to like work on it more and stuff. You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a real bummer. Um, but I would love to I'd love to work in TV more. You know, it's a, it's a lot of fun to work on a TV show and stuff even just as an assistant or something it was a lot of fun you know being in like this group and it's like it's a finite group because people come and go or the show can die or whatever um but you know you're all working on the same thing you all have your different specializations there's i don't know it's just a really fun environment to work on a team and stuff it's a lot different than other businesses that i've worked in before like retail and data entry and stuff you know I don't know. One thing I think I, I mean, so I don't work in, in Hollywood, obviously, and I don't, you know, I'm kind of an outsider to all of this. One thing I kind of Just feel like, like Donald Trump. Yes. Um, and I know this comes across as being really kind of catty, but I feel like on, on the average TV show or movie, half the people there have absolutely no idea what they're doing. They're just faking it. And the mm -hmm. other half are the ones who are actually pulling their weight. And, but the people who are faking it tend to be the more famous and, uh successful ones because the actual skill in hollywood is faking it do yeah. you do you agree with that yeah 100 percent. i mean i think i think that I, I don't know about those ratios and i think even when you are faking it you can do real work i don't know if it's pulling the weight of the show but i think it goes somewhere but yeah i don't know my friend ryan kunkelman we make uh we've been making like patreon videos together um he's a uh, I think he's called a digital effects technician on most of his jobs where he has like this tech cart that that collates uh feeds from all the different cameras and it goes into his monitors and he can apply spontaneous color correction and visual uh, like very basic visual effects so you know um one of the things that cameras do is they they take a lot of light in they get a lot of light information and then that gets stripped down by the color correction process if you just if you just have the camera not taking in all that color uh, information you have a lot less to work with um when you look at that uncolor corrected footage it looks really washed out and strange because that's just how i guess the computer processes when you have all that light information but then you apply these filters and stuff and it starts to look really cinematic and interesting but 
you know, you can't see that without a digital effects technician. And um, he will, you know, he has been really involved in the creative process that that the dp director of photography like the they work pretty closely together because they're looking at the camera and they're often looking at the monitors too you know to to see what they're looking at and see what it looks like to see if they're doing a good job or they want to adjust anything and so he will do creative work by applying his own ideas of color corrections and if he has like a stylistic idea like oh what if we did this in sepia tone what if we did it in black and white what if we like made made the darks really dark to make it like this hard harsh kind of effect, this kind of severe lighting effect, you know, he, he will like do these ideas and, and show it to the DP and um the dp will be like yeah that looks fucking great and then those dps they, their shows look really good and then they get hired to do bigger and better things and then he like they never thank him they never like go like want to work with him again and stuff um because they just they're they're just onto a next bigger project and then they'll take the next bigger dp or whatever you know and he said that one of the most frustrating things i, I don't know that i should be telling talking about this too much but he said there is a, a time where he worked with a dp and um he on his own with other crew members was like we're talking about like an effect to put on a shot and then they were like dialing it in and, and talking to each other giving notes to each other and stuff on like what what was working what wasn't and um and it ended up looking really good and in an interview the dp on that show was being interviewed for that show they just told this story where it's like, oh, we had this great, I had this great idea. My vision was for it to look like this. And it's like, that wasn't, that had nothing, like you were literally not involved in that decision at all. And and you, you act like you tell this story about how it came to you and it was such a brilliant idea. And it was so lucky that it worked out as good as you hoped it would. It's like, no, that wasn't you at all. That was, that was Ryan and he doesn't get any credit, you know? And so, yeah, I think, I think, uh, when you're good at your job, you can cover for a lot of people um, that are bad at their jobs and they get the credit, you know, and the most extreme example of this is networks, you know, network executives. They they get to give bad notes all day. And just to be clear, I've only had good network executives. Like this isn't me covering my ass. Like I I feel like I've been very lucky. Um, I haven't worked very much, obviously, but a lot of the network notes I've got have been really smart and have made me think about the project in a different way. And I've been very grateful for them. It's nice to have people who actually understand creative stuff, like to bounce off of and give notes and stuff. But you know, it's just as we see so much sh shit that gets made and it's like, you know, this passes through a network and stuff, but you know, network executives are the ultimate example of this, like an entire crew goes and makes this incredible show. And then, you know, in the back rooms, like Mr. Netflix is like, you've done it again, Johnson, you, you keep bringing in gold. It's like, he like had nothing to do with the production. You know, um, you give a couple notes here and there and in, in all, uh, you know, maybe those are good and maybe they're bad, but it's like, it's not, it doesn't create the product. So yeah, I think, you know, just <clears throat> it's celebrity, you know, it's celebrity. It's kind of like uh, toxic masculinity. It's old boy networks. It's gatekeeping and kind of this like caste system of like influence and who is good and who is bad and stuff. And it, it, yeah, it forms this really uh, toxic kind of situation where no one gets the credit they deserve. <laughs> And also, I don't know, you know, I've been, I've been a showrunner on Harmon Quest and stuff, and I've had a lot of decisions that I made. And so when I think of my narrative of the show, it's like, what decisions did I make that resulted in this? But even that just erases like 
no you know the color artist was like i think cobalt blue would be really good you know and so and it's, it's not that i didn't want it to be like a cobalt blue it's that they do all this legwork to present you with stuff and you're like yeah no that's the best option but you know you did five options and you liked all of them and you maybe wanted the cobalt blue the work the, the the most but it's like it kind of gets crushed down just when you kind of are talking about your own path through it which is only you know one person's path every every single person you talk to or interview is going to have their own story just like that where they're the kind of center of it too you know um but yeah i don't know were wow. there any points while you were making harman quest where you know someone came up to you with an idea and you were just like no that that's terrible why 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 do you even have this job no i try to be really gracious um and you know it's the same thing like like part of not wanting to go you know and, and complain to callie and stuff is like i feel bad about making anyone feel bad or the idea that someone might be made to feel bad even about something that's super super normal so i would never like like uh give like a negative note like that i would always be like that's good i like this and that but what about this and that you know and i would try and try and make it collaborative and that's you know i don't know i i had to learn that really quick actually because on in season one i had to start dealing with people including people that could have kind of um you know strong personalities and strong uh opinions on stuff and it's like well i'm not like that so you're more equipped to argue in the space than i do so how am i going to maneuver and how i maneuver is having a lot of specifics that are like well i want this and why i want this is because of this this and this so it's not like it's not like your idea is bad it's just the reason i want this instead is because i have this intention that to me is important for you know making this work and stuff uh the you know i will say that um again i i like the network i have no problems with them um but we got some bad notes from on the network and stuff like uh which which i don't know they aren't bad ideas it's just once you actually try them they don't work but since the since the executive's not there to see the process then um you know you kind of just have to say like no or if you god forbid show them the thing that doesn't work and they go well i like that <laughs> it's like oh no <laughs> we're fucked. now we got to do that but um there was a time where um Tampa Bay Carl Tart on the third season played a character called Tampa Bay the Buccaneer and so the 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 network had the note oh what if his color scheme was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers color scheme you know which um is like Halloween colors and so it would have been like black and orange and it just it just looked really bad on the character design and stuff and so it's like I get where the note comes from but also I don't even need to see that to know that that's going to look like shit you know it's just going to look really bad and then we did mock it up because that's the thing it's like again we're not going to show it to them but we're at least going to 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 see it we're going to go through the motions because we owe them that much at least you know and then sometimes they'll have edit notes like that or joke pitches like that and it's like when you do this it just doesn't work um but we'll at least look at it to to, to give it the old college try you know we know it's not going to work but we're, we're going to do our due diligence and so yeah that was like that that happened a lot that, that's, just, that's the thing that i kind of noticed um working with them we kind of had a language to it because like <laughs> How we would edit the show was um, we would start with um, we would start with the recording. You know, it's a weird way to make the show. Obviously, we start with the live taping, right? And then um, 
once we had the live taping, we would have to decide what parts were animated. And so when a part was animated, we'd put a black screen over the over the picture so you couldn't actually see the people looking and talking and stuff because it's like that's going to be fitted in with animation and then we'll get the thumbnails which are the basic step of animation we'll put in the thumbnails and then we'll have thumbnails you know um but whenever the before we got on the thumbnails we would have to deliver the the cut with these black boxes over the animation or over the uh live footage and we'd always get these notes that were like it would be so funny to see jeff laughing when he said this and it's like no it's going to be animated and it'll be so funny to see the cartoon character of Jeff laughing as he says this, you know, it's like, and, 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 and if you actually looked at the footage, it wouldn't work as footage. Sometimes there were constructions, so it wouldn't like actually sound or look like it sounded because it was like an edit, you know, like an audio edit, or sometimes Jeff would just be looking straight down when he sounds like he's like really mugging to the camera or something. So it's like, you know, we're doing this for a reason. We, <laughs> we didn't, we don't, we're not just like hiding the gold from the fucking network executives, but they would be all like, yeah, why don't we see this moment? And we would call those black box notes. And what they would kind of come down to is like, sometimes the network didn't have the imagination to see what was possible they could only see what was in front of them and not think about it too hard and go oh this is a funny joke i'm looking at a black box right now wouldn't it be funny if i wasn't looking at a black box <laughs> it's like yeah no we're gonna animate it we're gonna make a really funny visual cartoon joke and it'll be fine but because of the pipeline we have to deliver the black box you know and so we called those black box notes and um you know that's like it'll if we can just calm them down and get to the next phase suddenly they'll get it because they'll actually be able to see something but at this point it's like we can't just say just trust us and we can't say you have no vision <laughs> you know like you have no imagination uh but you know that was kind of the problem but it's a very interesting thing i've been developing other stuff and that that note can kind of come up too a little bit um but now, do you think that was from you know, some kind of desire just to give you any kind of feedback, good or, you know, useful or not, so they could feel useful. Or was it a case of that you were spending 40, 50 hours a week on this and they were spending 20 minutes, so they didn't have the same insight as you? You know, where did that disconnect come from? Well, I, I think that part of it is, yeah, it's, we spent so much more time with it. We know what it's like. We agonize over making this cut. And so we know what's behind the box, you know. But another part is just like, like I said, I think it's just, they can't see it. Like, like you, cause you know, we again have like from working all this time on it, we have this intention that comes into play. We have this plan, like even before we like start putting in the black boxes, it's like, oh, this would be so funny if bone weevil was juggling while he was like on a unicycle or whatever, you know? And so we have this kind of idea, but we can't like write that on the black box like i mean i guess we could but we never thought to do that so you know we have all these plans that we're not talking about because it's not the stage to talk about this stuff and because they can't see that um they're just seeing nothing but i do think it's like i don't know I, I, part of the reasons why we work in animation is because we're good at thinking like that you know good at imagining visual gags and stuff so i, I also just gotta imagine it's more of our skill set than it is the executives who maybe do a lot of different stuff um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, you want to wait, wait, hold on. Let me think of a really bad segue, but you know what? The executives definitely have a lot of, uh, good things to see good notes on. 
is soda. This sucks. God damn it, dude. You gotta get guests. I gotta. That was, I gotta that was a great segue. I loved it. No, it was it was great that it was so bad. I'll give you that. I liked how bad it was. Sometimes it's so cheesy and bad that they're good. But um, I don't know if we'll. I guess we should start with this. I have uh, a, a Patreon uh, subscriber, this uh, person for the Discord. Her name is Joelle, I believe. I could be getting that wrong. Wouldn't that be embarrassing? Um, but she sent us like a metric ton because she's from like uh, a different country that uses the metric system. I want to say Britain, but I'm not sure. Um, maybe Scotland. I don't know. I don't think it's Scotland. whatever. Fuck it. Um, but she sent us like a lot, like a heavy sack of candy. And she also sent us uh, Iron Brew. So I was thinking we could start with this Iron Brew. You ever have Iron Brew, Kevin? I have. It's, it, I, I actually enjoy it. I enjoy it too. I notice when I've had stuff before, I'm worse at describing it. Um, just because it's not like hitting me for the first time. But let's look at this. One of the things to note about it is it has aspartame in it. It has sugar, but it does have aspartame. And that comes through in the flavor for sure. Um, Iron Brew. Is there a description of it? Can you pull up like a description or a, a flavor profile or something? If you don't know, Iron Brew is, is it Scottish or is it British? I want to say it's Scottish. Scottish. It is Scottish. Yeah. It's like a, one of the famed drinks of, of Scotland. Do Scottish people like Scotch eggs or is that just a name? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people like Scotch eggs, but I don't know. Is it something yeah. they talk about or is it like deep dish pizza or something? Not, not to my knowledge yeah so so yeah so it's named that because it actually did at one point have this like microscopic trace amount of uh ammonium ferric citrate uh which has a little bit of iron in it and you know the the idea was supposed to be that the the iron in it was supposed to make you strong and tough and you know yeah it still has uh that ammonium ferric citrate in it so i guess there you go um, and also there's these things, I, I don't know. I keep, th- I've just been thinking about this all week. Is there something called, um, like an iron fish or something? It's like a fish made of iron that you put in like a pot for water. Or you put it in like a water thing to like add iron to the water. So when you drink it, you get like iron supplements. I don't know. Maybe, maybe next episode, n- next week we could do a deep dive on, uh, the, the dreaded iron fish, but all right. I guess since we both tried it, I'll just go first with this iron brew um let's see what happens now it's a 500 milliliter container do you know how many fluid ounces that is that uh 16 ounces 16 ounces 16.9 or 16 16.91 oh abby's texting me we gotta have abby on the podcast again everyone loves abby um Okay, so scent-wise, there's this like as you start to drink it, there's this kind of uh, cotton candy scent note a little bit, that kind of really vague, airy sweetness. I don't know what that is. It's not really in the flavor profile at all. And then you get hit with a light kind of orange flavor, and you know, like you said, it's like there's this metallic flavor. I, I guess that's the the ammonium ferric citrate but yeah yeah, it has this kind of metal flavor it's kind of like drinking a metal soda but it's like an iron metal soda and it's got aspartame i don't know what about you are you gonna drink it or are you reading something 
Okay. I was just reading. It is currently the most popular soft drink in Scotland with Coke being second. Jeez. I mean, I know I'm American, but I do like Coke more than this. I, I, I do too, but I mean, I, I would drink this. I'm just not sure. Yeah, it, it's definitely an acquired taste. I, f- I feel like if this was just put in front of me every day, though, I would be drinking it more often. Yeah, no, I really like it. Um, it's so interesting because I guess, I mean, I would want to see what it would be like without aspartame, just because I don't really like aspartame. You know, it's gross. <laughs> like Artificial sweeteners are kind of gross and people just deal with them. I don't know. Some people say they like them more, but I don't buy it. Yeah, um, it used to be sweeter. Um, so uh, a few years ago, the UK passed this sugary drinks tax. So they lowered the sugar content in this and replaced it with aspartame to get around that to make it cheaper than other soft drinks so yeah I'm, i mean I, it's been a long time since i've actually had this but i i remember it being a little sweeter not not much though yeah i do really like it i think there's something really compelling about the orange with the kind of with the iron taste like it, it makes it really unique um it makes it way off base of what like an orange soda you know it tastes nothing like fanta even though it has the shared kind of orange note um it's really good you know i don't know i I knew it was going to be good yeah i fucking knew it it contains a source of phenylalanine 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 (laughs) aspartame contains phenylalanine i always thought i guess phenylalanine might be something else but i always thought there was phenylalanine phenylalanine that's the name of the podcast is gonna that's the episode title is phenylalanine anyway um uh, i'm gonna keep this for later but i wanted to try this first because if it was bad which i knew i liked it i don't know what i was expecting it to be bad but kevin you also sent us us you sent uh our studio mountain dew typhoon how did you get this where did it come from uh a friend of mine who so i mean this used to be in stores they used to be able to buy this years ago and yeah then it was got, in the mountain dew 2 democracy 2 i believe right and then they they pulled it because it was a limited time thing and they did one more run recently <clears throat> and uh, a friend of mine who has hookups for drinks was able to get me a few cases of this damn we gotta get i'm still fucking i i've talked about this on twitter i guess but i keep entering the fucking baja summer baja contest i still haven't won i've entered four times i have another pack of sodas to enter tomorrow when it's monday and it starts the new week because you can enter once a week um and yeah i don't know how many times i'm going to keep entering but it's fucking they made a whole soda they made a whole flavor of soda that's a reward for winning the prize how can you do that you make a whole product you're not going to sell it to anybody like at least sell like a, like on a one day or sell it online like they did the fucking spicy you know the cheetos flavored mountain dew i don't know it's crazy uh have you had i have a feeling before? they're gonna do some kind of a okay we heard you you all want it so here we're gonna make it available to you not right away if enough people know but yeah that would be nice yeah i hope so it's just like i don't think a lot of i don't know i i don't feel like this contest is in the cultural consciousness very much you know certainly no democracy even if it's not i can still see them saying that though yeah in mountain dew news in mountain dews um i heard that 
Mountain Dew renewed a patent or renewed a trademark for uh, for pitch black Mountain Dew, which is their grape flavored. They usually brought it out around Halloween. So that could relate to the secret flavor or it could just mean they're going to roll it out sometime soon. Either way, really exciting news. Um, have you had this one before, though? Um, back when it first came out, yes. But this apparently is a slightly different recipe this time. It's not exactly the same. I got you. Smells like smells like fruit punch, which is great. Fucking Hawaiian punch is so good. Um, it, it, I actually got. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, it does. It smells just like Hawaiian punch. I think. Yeah, at the at the convenience store I was at pretty recently, they sell like the the summer Baja flavors, which I need for the fucking contest. They had um, they had this thing. It looked like a red cactus cooler, and I was like, oh, there's a different flavor of cactus cooler, and I got it, but it wasn't cactus cooler. It ended up just being like fruit punch but carbonated and it was so fucking good dude that's the problem with wine punch is not car- carbonated but it's still really good anyway let's let's see what this is like huh okay spencer's trying it uh he's swishing around in his mouth like a sommelier oh he looks surprised is, yeah there's a okay so i want to say it's really good but like the very the latest after note on it like the last note it hits you like after you swallow is like this weird off note. I, I want to see if I can get that again, just because it's so weird. But yeah, it just it tastes like a mildish. It's a lot milder of a fruit punch than like Hawaiian punch, for instance. And then it has some of the dew that brings in tanginess, which tanginess is a really good addition to uh, fruit punch. You know, I think that's something that's missing from fruit punch. Um, it, you can, ideally you want it to have like a bit of tang, you know, like a strawberry kind of cherry style tang. Um, so, so the Mountain Dew is kind of a welcome, but then the rest of it seems a bit mellower than I would like. But it is really nice, other than that flavor. You want to try it? Yeah. So Kevin is trying it. Um, yeah, I got the. Yeah, aftertaste. it's got this almost. I would say a grape aftertaste, maybe like a mm-hmm. artificial grape, not a not a real grape. Um, yeah. like a knockoff grape soda at the end but yeah it tastes like hawaiian punch with some kind of aftertaste yeah so i think you're right on the grape but it's like and i think this is part of that grape note but something about that grape note to me is wrong um like like what i'm imagining in my head is like a grape that someone takes and then they scrape on a sidewalk so kind of the top of the grape is like shaved off i don't know it's it's like it's it's like part grape and part like there's just something stuck to the grape or something i think it's definitely part of that note maybe it's the way the flavors all combine um it's pretty solid but well, i'm pretty sure in this democracy it lost out to um whiteout which is like a squirt style kind of mountain dew and whiteout definitely deserved to win um and it did um so yeah i could see why this lost but it's not bad it's pretty solid yeah i mean if this is drinkable i would totally drink these if it was you know available yeah yeah what is that note though it tastes kind of i want to say it's dusty like not dusty sometimes i use dusty to describe a texture but it kind of like has like a kind of stale stale dust taste or something anyway it's good though kevin i think you sent me six of these tall boy cans and yes. who boy I, I didn't touch them because I wanted to have a, an organic live review on the show. But, um, you know, I am glad that I have extras because I'm going to be drinking these. It'll be great. Um, what happens if you go back for the Iron Brew? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Spencer's now opening the Iron Brew. Yeah. Struggling a little bit with it. 
Yeah, because the first time the kind of ring, it just came off with the cap, and this time it actually separated, so. Mm-hmm. No, he's not happy. He is not Yeah, happy. the aspartame really kills you on in the wake of, like, a full sugar Mountain Dew. How much sugar is in this? Uh, 2.30. That's actually, I think, a little less, because, hmm, I don't know. I can't do the math. I always think of... No, that's more. Okay. Oh my god. And you never thought it would happen to you, you know? You never... You, you always... It's all fun and games until the fucking sonic music comes for you. Oh boy. Um... You know, in the Sonic movie, there's a moment where Sonic drowns. And my one note with the whole fucking movie is they should have had this drowning music in that scene. <laughs> It was actually a really touching moment. I think it honestly would have ruined the emotional beat for the music to be in there, but it was such a missed opportunity. There was actually a couple points where he kind of like, there's like two beats of him drowning. And I think in the first beat, I think you probably could have done something with the music, but I got to believe they tried something like that and it didn't work or something just because it's so obvious. Like, how could you not go for that? You know, I don't know. I I feel like the people who made the Sonic movie had never played the games at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Like yeah, I, they read the Wikipedia article and went, okay, we'll throw some coins in, and that that's that's it. That that that's all they what they want. I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I really do like the Sonic movies a lot. I I think that's fair criticism, but I I just love them so much. I don't even know why. Oh, they're good uh, they movies. Are, yeah, yeah, they're the most sure. successful video game movies ever made. I think Sonic One and Sonic Two are like one and two in terms of like the the charts in, of the video game movies. But we are out of time, folks. Um. I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the Sixler. Please support me. This is my primary job. Um, you know, uh, you, we don't have any, any, any stuff for the, I don't make money off the podcast. Uh, you know, we just do that. Um, I am trying to design. I've been fucking on Photoshop and we're not only going to use these designs, but I've been on Photoshop, Photoshopping my own designs because I don't like, I don't know any artists. Um, I'm just, I have to like make, I have to make my own fucking t-shirt designs, but I'm, I'm designing my own t-shirts that are assuredly going to be horse shit so we can sell them, you know, podcast t-shirts to sell for money. Um, but other than that, Patreon's my, my main job. So yeah, if you want to support me, you can do that. If you don't want to support me, that's fine. I totally get it. Uh, you know, I should get a real job when I'm just a crumb bum essentially at this point. Um, but yeah, I also stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the six layer. That's kind of my, my side gig um you know you can give me money on that also if you want but i get more of the i get a bigger take of the money it's more efficient to give me money on the patreon than it is on twitch twitch takes like 25 to 50 percent of the money um but yeah it's fine i play video games i'm not good at streaming i'm not entertaining but i am me so if you want to see me ranting about politics and and saying stuff to a smaller audience that i don't feel comfortable saying to a larger audience <laughs> twitch is where to go um yeah that'll do it for me what about you kevin uh, so if you're listening to this as the podcast, uh, every Sunday at shrobhomevideo.com, we oh, do... Oh, fuck. We were going to talk about that. Fuck. We'll talk Sorry. about it next week. It's fine. We, we yeah. do this live thing of, of lots of shows. Uh, the one that's coming up next, I can't talk about on the show because it's we're not supposed to be showing this. So if you're not watching us live on shrobhomevideo.com, you're missing out. Uh, but then after that, we have Real Life Sci-Fi and uh, we're re-showing one of the, the favorite uh, found craps from Rob Schraub. So check that out and come join us on Sundays. Yeah, like Kevin said, we're playing something directly after this show that was deemed too sexy for television. 
So if you want to get a piece of that action, you know, before it's taken down by the fucking woke liberal police, liberals hate porn, right? Is that, that's the thing is they don't like porn. Notoriously. Yes. Conservatives are like these liberals, they don't want us to be doing porn. Uh, anyway, but yeah, well, like what I was saying, like I talked over Kevin, we were going to really explain what Schraub home video was. It would be good because, you know, you kind of created it. So that would be a good topic of discussion. But it, what's better than that is me complaining about my roommate and just talking about food for a fucking hour. Um, but, you know, that's our show, folks. Uh, stay tuned for stuff. I don't know. And until next time, you know, we like to end the show the same way always, every single time. So as always, ask not, just don't ask. Don't tell. <laughs> 